0: Welcome back to Your First Million. This is a bonus episode with Jennifer Carroll Foy, who is running for governor of Virginia. And if she were to win this election in 2021, she would become the first black woman governor in the country. That is to say, if there is not another an additional one at the same time, which would be pretty cool. Um, recorded this just a few hours ago and very impromptu when it came to um, questions and, and just being in the moment. It was scheduled a couple of weeks ago, but very impromptu. So I just wanted to get this out to you all as soon as I could because she's a very impressive person, very impressive, and um i i wanted you all to hear what she had to say and and kind of make your own decisions about it and if you live in virginia or will be able to vote in virginia when the time comes i think this is a a really great intimate um portrait of of who she is and what she is i will say that uh, this is a one take no editing sort of situation and there was a little bit of Uh, noise in the middle of this that was sort of a knocking sound we did this over zoom you know how it is in the queue in the quarantine (laughs) Uh, the queue by the way is also what my wife and I call our bistro which is uh, a tabletop and two bar stools on our balcony and it also has an open and closed sign that I'm very proud of and it's very exclusive very exclusive. Only one person allowed at a time as a customer. The other person is the chef. And uh, I think actually it could take off here in Hollywood. I really do. All right. So you know what I mean. There's a knocking sound. It's, you get used to it, I'm sure, after a while. And it's not too crazy. Just wanted to let you know that we know about it. All right. Enjoy this episode. And let me know what you think, as always. Arlen was here, A R L A N was here.com. That's not even true. That's not a website anymore. Um, Arlen was here on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check out it'saboutdamntime.com to hear and see my new book and, uh, and more information. Without further ado, Jennifer Carol Foy. All right. What is your name and occupation?
1: I am Jennifer Carol Foy, and I'm a delegate in the 2nd District representing Prince William and Stafford in the Virginia House of Delegates.
0: And you have just announced something really interesting and really exciting. What have you announced?
1: Absolutely. I announced that I am running to be the next governor here in the Commonwealth of Virginia.
0: The next governor. Governor. Mm -hmm. And this, if you were to... win this, which I guess it's in 2021 is the, is the election. That's right. If you were to win this, there's a distinction. I know that would, would happen. And can you explain a little bit of that?
1: Absolutely. So in our country, we have never had a black woman governor of any state ever in the history of our country. So when I win, I will be the first black woman governor in the history of our country.
0: Fantastic, and we we almost did, and we we should, right? We had we had, in my opinion, Stacey Abrams it, it should be, uh, but uh, that's exciting. Can we let's go back to so what you do now? I think I, I was I was looking at uh your um, I was looking at your uh bio, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna glaze over this part because I don't really understand it, and then I stopped and think, I'm almost forty years old. And I don't know enough about the different pieces of government, right? So let's, I I have a feeling a lot of people feel the same way. Break down what it is you do in the role you have today.
1: So as a delegate, um, I'm a legislator um, in the General Assembly, and I do three things. I uh, create and uh, pass good laws, and my job is also to kill bad ones. Um, I I'm responsible for a balanced budget here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is required uh, per our constitution. So ensuring that we fully fund our social programs, all programs, schools, uh, uh, government agencies, everything across the board. Um, And then my job is to appoint judges and certify judges um, throughout Virginia. So those are my three responsibilities.
0: And that's a big deal. And you're already there. It's like we're talking about what could be but you're already doing something so important that I know so many um, people think about, I know in the last few years, we've had so much more diversity in, in, in statewide elections. I think it's so important Um, in this field that you're running in for governor. This is about a year, a year plus out. Uh, First of all, Have you ever taken on something this big? And do you think about the stamina that's needed for that amount of time?
1: I've done something uh, as big but uh, different. And so I was one of the first women to ever graduate from Virginia Military Institute. And uh, breaking down that barrier and blazing that trail was extremely difficult. Um, Making the way so other women can come behind me and attend one of the most um, prestigious military colleges in this country, I think it's uh, extremely important um, because it flies in the face of sex discrimination and helps uh, debunk a lot of the stereotypes that's out there that women um, are unequal and that we can't uh, rise to the level that men do, whether it's academically or performance-wise, no matter what. And so that type of training and that type of, um, uh, positioning and those politics that I had to endure um, well prepared me for this new venture um, to become the next governor for the Commonwealth of Virginia because I learned how to work with any and everyone, how to plan and execute and get the job or the mission done. And that's helped me to become a successful legislator. That's how I passed a lot of my bills in a bipartisan fashion uh, because I built the respective relationships with uh, people who don't always agree with me. And um, I'll continue to take that skill set um, as the next governor.
0: in this field, so the field is pretty big, wide, whatever, however you say it, right? There are a lot of people vying for this role. And of course, you're going to make it to the finish line. How do you, how do you look at that? I mean, you, you would have to imagine that everyone who is, uh, I guess, almost everyone, maybe not everyone the president we have, but everyone who is most likely going for this role feels that they're qualified and they should be the one who wins. How do you set yourself apart other than uh, certainly your your track record and your profile, which are both very inspiring and, and, and it's legitimate receipts. Cool. The, how do you set yourself apart just like when people with with citizens because
1: they have to get to know you over time right mm-hmm. Yeah. so many of the virginia voters they know me because i've shared my vision so many times i've traveled the commonwealth of virginia for a multitude of different issues whether it's for the equal rights amendment which i carried and passed here in virginia making virginia the 38th and final state needed to ratify women's equality into the united states constitution whether i traveled for labor and unions to promote union apprenticeships and um, and workers across the Commonwealth, or whether it's to help us win the majority here in Virginia and take back our state house. And so I've knocked on thousands of doors and given thousands of dollars to so many candidates all over Virginia to help ensure that we won the major- majority. And so having those conversations when I'm commuting is important because I'm meeting people where they are and finding out what's important to them, and building those relationships have paid off. And so you get the reputation of being a person who is a champion of the people. And so I think that's number one. The second thing is passing the policies that's going to improve everyone's quality of life. So since day one, I've been fighting for a fair and equitable criminal justice system, fighting to beat back a lot of the limitations uh, put on women and to dismantle this war on women that. Republicans have charged against us, um, and bills of equality. I chief co-patron the Crown Act, so women will no longer be fired for what naturally grows out of our scalp. Ending black girls' school pushout, um, where girls were being suspended or pushed out of school for wearing locks, braids, and head wraps. Um, all of these type of bills, any pregnancy discrimination here in Virginia, all of these type of bills Help set me apart because i've always been on the right side of the issues and on the right side which is right beside the people i put people's interests before corporate interests every day and people see that so it's not only about the conversations and meeting people where they are it's not only about the policies that i pass but it is also my story and my experiences my unique set of experiences that's uniquely prepared me for this position i was a foster mom for eight years I was a public defender representing people 100% below the poverty line. I was a community organizer helping people restore their right to vote and doing get-out-the-vote efforts. And even now as a delegate, I have committed my entire life to public service and to helping people, giving a voice to the voiceless and championing the people when no one else will. And so people want to change the status quo. And in order to do that, you need a new leader with a clear vision and fresh ideas on how to move Virginia forward. And that's why I'm the best and only candidate for governor.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk about who uh, would be your direct competition, I guess, the person who's in office now. Uh, I, I, I questioned it just because I don't know how long they've been in office and if they're going back. But um Do you have a friendly relationship with that person or do you, you see anything wrong with what they do or do you have a sort of a respect of what they do? I'm just trying to fill out how, what the competitive landscape looks like for you.
1: So Governor Northam unfortunately cannot run for a second term. We're one of the only states in the country that don't allow uh, consecutive terms by our governor. So, uh, but Governor Northam has been doing um, a good job as far as uh, listening to the experts in the science, as far as uh, his response to COVID-19. He has committed himself to race and reconciliation here in the Commonwealth of Virginia and making uh, a concerted and intentional effort to help uh, dismantle um, a lot of the symbols of uh, hatred here and um, doing things like going through all of our Code of Virginia books, looking for the residuals of Jim Crow and uh, helping to get legislation passed to undo a lot of that harm. Um, And so for me, there may be people who have announced or who's interested in running for governor, um, but how I look at it is I'm not running against any of those people. I am running for the people of Virginia. So there have been people who announced as, as long ago as three years ago. I'm not quite sure if they're still running. Um, there's people who have said that they're running as of a couple months ago. But again, that may be contingent if another opportunity doesn't present itself. So my answer is that it's really an unsettled field. And we're not quite sure who the candidates will be. But I know that I was the first to file because I know that I am the right leader for this moment. And I know exactly how to improve the quality of life of so many Virginians and ensure that no community is left behind.
0: Wonderful. You mentioned uh, uh, a question before about uh, initiatives that you helped push through about black hair, Mm -hmm. and coverings. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I thought that was really, um, it caught my ear.
1: Absolutely. So with the racial reckoning that's really happening, um, we see that a lot of marginalized um, communities have not been protected. And what I remind people is that I protest, but my protest is through passing policies that's going to move uh, communities forward. And my unique experiences make me very sensitive to what's happening in our community, especially amongst uh, women of color. So one of the things that I know is happening, I've identified with is that some women of color who have textured hair um, have been fired from their job because they wore their hair in a natural state and it was deemed by an employer to be unkempt or um, to be unprofessional. And this is something that was God given that naturally grows out of our scalp in its natural state. And so, women shouldn't be terminated for simple styling of our hair. And the Crown Act has been championed um, in other states and has been successful to prevent that from happening. So, we are not treated in a hostile manner or targeted because of our ethnicity and our race, because it is a form of uh, racial discrimination. And so, helping to pass that bill and chief co-patron that bill. I'm really excited about that. And then it even starts as early as elementary school where girls, particularly little African-American girls, were told you have to leave school and you can't come back until you remove those braids. Pretty much for the same reasons. Because someone, an administrator, objective, subjectively believed that it looks unprofessional or unkempt or it was a just distraction. And so we have to respect people's ethnic, and religious beliefs, and it starts in secondary school. But we don't want our little girls targeted and harassed uh, for who they are and how they express themselves, as long as it's not disruptive. And so making sure that our girls stay in school is important because education is the great equalizer. And I will pass uh, policies like I recently did with the Black Girl School Pushout bill to ensure that our little girls are protected.
0: And I know why I want this why do you Why do you believe it's right for marijuana to be legalized and I, I would assume it, Virginia is the place you were mentioning
1: Absolutely, so I carry the bill, and I will pass the bill to legalize marijuana in Virginia because I was the first public defender ever elected to the general Assembly. so I see on a daily basis the inequities that this bill has. Um, which is marijuana laws in Virginia. The Virginia Crime Commission in 2017, I believe, uh, created a report that said um, that decriminalization of of marijuana will do nothing to address the disparate impact that possession of marijuana laws have on African-Americans, where we are three to five times more likely to be stopped, charged, and convicted for simple possession of marijuana for personal use even though we have almost the exact same possession and usage rates as white Virginians. And that's a problem. So I'm here to tackle discrimination wherever it may lay. And it is definitely rested well in our criminal justice system and the disparate impact of our bills and possession of marijuana is definitely one of them. So While I voted for decriminalization, I am carrying and championing and lobbying and pushing and will pass the legalization because it's the right thing to do. Um, It is the just thing to do. Um, And eventually we can go further like other states have and tax it and have a real revenue source to help essentially extinguish homelessness here in Virginia um, and be reasonable and responsible with it. And that may have to be studied. So we make sure that we implement it in a real and responsible and efficient way. But if we can put a $25 fine on marijuana, we can eradicate the fine altogether. And that doesn't take a study. We just need to do it because it's the right thing to do.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I, the reason I, I, I want it, it has nothing to do with smoking it or using it, is uh, is my brother has, has suffered a lot from his arrests based on marijuana use or hold you know being around marijuana adjacent somebody's in the car with it and you can't he still can't get a lot of things uh and and thank goodness he wasn't put away for a very long time because of it um switching gears just a little bit have a couple more questions we at backstage have at the investment fund that, that i run um we have a partner named Brittany davis she just gave birth to her first child um and just a few days ago and she lives in virginia now she used to live elsewhere but she just moved in the last year what what is going to move her as a black woman to vote for you uh knowing that profile the the new 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 mother and and uh, newly uh i think she can vote for you i think by then she'll be able to vote for you right <laughs> um what is going to move her if she's listening to this because she does often listen
1: Absolutely. So, um, I am the candidate for her. I'm the candidate for all workers, for women, for women with children, uh, families, um, across the board, um, I have passed policies that directly affect her in a positive way. I am working diligently to dismantle the systems and historical inequities um, in our law and in our commonwealth that will not allow her to reach her full possibilities and potentials. And I have receipts. And so my receipts are the bill that I passed in pregnancy discrimination in Virginia. I passed the Equal Rights Amendment to end sex discrimination and help fight for pay equity. As the next governor, I will make this promise that... Any contractor that picks up a state contract, men and women have to be paid equally. That's what pay equity looks like. Because when women are paid with their work, we not only lift millions of women, but in fact, millions of families effectively out of poverty. And it's 2020, and... I don't know about you, but I'm not okay with making $0.80 or $0.60 to a man's dollar. Um, I'm fighting for education for her children to ensure that we fully fund our schools and give teachers the pay increase they deserve where they're paid $8,000 less than the national average in Virginia. Um, And I, I will also promise this to pass collective bargaining so teachers can have a seat at the table so her child's teacher will be in the best position to teach her child well but she can only do that if i give her the tools to be able to do that so i am working to ensure this health care equities um that as an african-american woman her being black is a risk factor and as black women we're three times more likely to die during childbirth and postpartum than any of our counterparts so i've passed a bill i have a bill for that and that bill is to make doulas covered by Medicaid. So women of color can get the culturally competent care that we so rightfully need and deserve. So if she's looking for someone who will champion her issues and ensure that she's well protected and her quality of life improves, and a person who will be principled and stand with her and her family um, and never bow to corporate interests, um, then I'm her candidate. And I'm the candidate for all Virginia voters because I am a true leader who's shown how, that I know how to get things done. I
0: have two very quick questions for you. They're very different types of questions. First is, have you, I just binged watched The Politician on Netflix. Have you ever seen that
1: show? No, I have not been able to watch TV in a very long time. <laughs> it,
0: is, it is racy, but it is very interesting. Because, oh, and It's all about politics at a kind of a 18 to 24-year-old level. Um, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to check out. Um, the other thing I'll say is shout out to Mommy, M-A-H-M-E-E, one of our portfolio companies that is uh, working in, in, in postpartum care, uh, just because of the topic it had me thinking about it. Last thing I'll ask you, and you've, you've laid it out so beautifully today, I really uh, believe that, and kind of just in a nutshell, why do you want to be, not necessarily why will you be the great, the best at it, but why do you want to be governor?
1: I want to be governor because I grew up in Petersburg, Virginia. And Petersburg had one of the highest child poverty rates, rates of teen pregnancy, rates of unaccredited schools, and was named one of the most dangerous places to live per capita in Virginia. And I'm running because certain pockets of our commonwealth were doing well, but I was a part of those communities that had been ignored, neglected, and left behind. So I know people who work 40 hours a week and make $14,000 a a year. And I've had to sit at a dining room table with my aunt after my grandmother had a stroke and became a quadriplegic and had to decide if we're going to pay for our mortgage that month or for the medications keeping my grandmother alive. That's when I decided to be the change I wanted to see, to stand up for communities like mine because no one else was. Because I don't know if people didn't think we could lobby or activate or we had the money or the resources, but it felt like politicians believed we didn't matter. And my voice and our voice wasn't heard. And I was tired of being tired. And so if I'm not a part of the solution, then I'm a part of the problem. And that's when I decided to activate and become a foster mom and a public defender and a VMI graduate, a delegate, and now running for the highest office in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Because as governor, I can set the tone, tenor, and agenda for who we are as Virginians and what we stand for. And believe me, the status quo will not continue. Putting corporate interests above people interests and making sure that everyone in Virginia has an opportunity to thrive. It's my number one priority. And it sounds cliche, but we all know a lot about Virginia and about Virginia's past. We haven't been on the right side of uh, desegregation of interracial marriage, of women's right to vote. And as governor, I'll make sure that we are on the right side of history. And that Virginia's future is better than its past.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Jennifer Carroll Foy. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I have a feeling that this interview is going to go down a little history. Uh, for, for me, not for you. you you'll, you'll, you'll forget about it. But, <laughs> but I, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more of you at, on a national scale. And I really appreciate um, your time here. And I, and I wish you the best.
1: Thank you. And thank you so much for this interview. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks everybody for having us.